Mahomes back, throws, it is incomplete, yes. picked off, picked off by the Lions. Brian Branch with it left side. He's going, baby! He's going to the house! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Deflected yes. in the air, Branch ran under it, and he took it all the way back. Welcome to the 20 Minute Huddle Podcast presented by Microsoft, and it is week 12 of the NFL season. You know what that means. It is Thanksgiving week for the Detroit Lions. I am here with Ben Raven, uh, does a great job with Kyle Mikey uh, for M Live covering everything Detroit Lions. And Thanksgiving week is always a fun week, right, Ben? And it, it, for, for Detroit, it's it's turkey day it's the annual game it's it's a tradition here in detroit like really none other no it's a special day and i'm thankful for my family that understands why i haven't been at a thanksgiving (laughs) in five or six years but no it really is a special day and it it feels a lot different this year you know this this year was kind of like looking at or in years past it's been looking ahead to the draft at this point this is usually where i would start start draft prospects but now it's like man division titles within grasp and there's there's crazy excitement i'm looking forward to that ford field crowd tomorrow or so, on thursday excuse me so i asked ben on because it is our key matchup segment we do it every week we we talk about basically five key matches before we do that let's talk a little bit about maybe the health of this football team and i feel like i've got to do yeah, one yeah. of these <laughs> one of these things it, it seems like i keep getting my my guest taller and taller how tall are you ben six foot six 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 yep i'm six six two sixty over here so i am uh, not six six two sixty so it's making me look small again it was funny i had so many comments when taylor decker was on like just tim you gotta sit on something here i mean i'm not a small i'm 510 i mean i'm not a oh, small yeah. guy but all right six six i'm just gonna try to do this a little bit here not today but health wise with yeah. detroit you look at the injury reports to start the week it, they came out of chicago pretty clean um obviously um jonah jackson still kind of up in the air there we'll see if he's able to play but he was the only one that wouldn't have taken part in practice you look at the Packers side of it 16 guys that were either limited yeah. or no participant yeah. in practice <laughs> that that's a long list that's advantage Lions well obviously you know 90 minutes before kickoff but you know coming into this game Detroit's definitely the healthier team and, and there's some key names on that injury report for Green Bay too yeah absolutely there is I mean that's a big advantage for the Lions because Colby Sorsdale got a start last week so the guy that they could be without you've already got that guy yeah. replacing him in the lineup at three different spots and I'd be curious to see how he gets better actually getting to play the same position two games in a row but obviously getting Jonah Jackson back is what they want what yeah. they need but that's the only question mark I feel going into this game so that's uh that's what you want to hear in week 12 yeah you look at the other side is <laughs> Kenny Clark Rashawn Gary yeah. Jair Alexander Aaron Big Jones ones. I mean those are key parts of that football team so you know we'll see how that shakes out all right Ben let's do it let's get yep. right into the matchups I tried to maybe switch them up a little bit this week get some different guys in the mix to talk about knowing you were coming on so let's start with this one Taylor Decker versus Preston mm-hmm. Smith and you look at the the tackle duo in Detroit with Taylor and Penny Sewell and it's got to be one of the better ones in in the league I mean it allows them to do so much offensively that other teams just aren't able to do because um, of, of how good they are and this is a good matchup w- with Taylor this week you look at Decker he's given up two sacks and three hits all year you know missed a, a couple games there with an ankle injury but this is Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith it's another one of those we kind of talked about with the Chargers that's a really good duo there he's got five sacks on the year and, and I think him and Penny are going to have their hands full this week yeah absolutely 
absolutely. Preston Smith had his best game of the season last week, too. I think he had five pressures on the Chargers, and, I mean, they paid Gary $100 million for a reason, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, since that game in Green Bay, which was Decker's first after that high ankle sprain or whatever it specifically was, he has been one of the most dependable left tackles and pass protection in the game. And, I mean, he's kind of just reminded fans, like, don't rush me out of that spot too soon because I'm <laughs> one of the best. He's one of the best at what he does in pass protection. One sack since week six. And, I mean, Preston Smith, I think he only had one pressure in that game against Detroit. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a big deal because he he's an underrated athlete. He's an under underrated powerful pass rusher, too. And, like, he's just having that Gary and Smith combo on the other sides. That, that's tough, but, you know, not too many teams have a Decker or Sewell. I mean, especially the way Decker's pass blocking right now. Yeah, to your point, six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five yeah. pounds. I think he uses his length and arms really, really mm-hmm. well from the edge position. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a, a good matchup there, and I think an important one. Um, the Lions have won a lot of these matchups with these elite guys. You look at the Max Crosby's and the combination of Khalil Mack and, and um, Joey Bosa. Um, you know, a couple weeks back, and, and even you know, handling you know, sweat on, yeah. on Saturday. It's just like every week that kind of do their business and Detroit will certainly need them to do that at home again I think that's a good matchup Taylor Decker and Preston Smith all right let's go to the other side of the football let's talk about Brian Branch versus first Jaden Reed and I think this is a really really interesting one because Dan Campbell talked this week about um the defensive emphasis being limiting the big plays keeping everything in front of them and when you look at this Green Bay offense and you look at Jaden Reed specifically seven catches of 30 plus yards yeah. this year that's second only to to Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. who's got 11 over in Miami like when they want to go big he's a big part of what they do there and Jaden Reed versus Brian Branch the nickel cornerback for yeah. Detroit who is coming off a terrific game I think that's an important matchup yeah two super overachieving second round rookies for sure Jaden Reed an MSU kid I mean I think he was one of the best players at the senior bowl too but yeah. like a really dangerous weapon from the slot especially when you got the big Christian Watson on the outside and Romeo Dobbs is really coming along. So, yeah, and this is probably going to be a run-happy team, especially without Aaron Jones. It's going to be a lot of ground and pound with Dylan. So, I mean, keeping Reed in front of them, especially on those play-action looks that they're going to try and get Branch leading into because he's so good against the run, three tackles for loss last week. If he can stay in front of Reed, not let him behind him, I mean, that's, that's, that's how they contain this offense right here because Reed really is, I mean, he keeps getting better. He's a really good route runner, just a – underrated burner too so I mean just a just they've got some interesting young wide receivers over there for sure and they've got a quarterback who'll take those yeah. shots yeah. In, in in Jordan Love too I think he leads the yeah. NFL in completions of 25 plus yards Man. with 18 of them I mean that's more than Tua that's more than Matthew yeah. Stafford Brock Purdy I mean he's ahead of some some guys on that list so they take shots and yep. uh um it'll be really interesting branches obviously coming off a terrific game you know I will lament the two third down <laughs> <Yeah>. penalties <laughs> a little bit there but look Look, six tackles, three tackles yeah. for loss, defended a pass. He'll probably tell you should have picked it off. He had a quarterback <laughs> kid. He's kind of just one of those guys that's all over the place. But I think in coverage this week will be the important one. He has allowed four touchdowns in, in yeah. coverage this year. Um, but I, this will be, I think, maybe one of his better matchups this week against Jaden Reed, a guy who's been making big plays for them all year long. Yeah, no, it's going to be a challenge because – he plays with an impressive game speed branch does and he just has a really special ability to match pace and keep step with receivers and i mean that's going to be put to the test this week i might be a second round rookie but reed is really like you said he's he's been their explosive playmaker this year 
All right. Speaking of explosive yeah, playmakers, look at you. Segway and right into this one. Let's go with Jamison Williams, who um, you know has come on in recent weeks. Obviously, had the big touchdown um, last week. Has three career touchdowns, all over thirty yards. He's been that big play threat. Um, that the Lions drafted him to be. And I think it'll be an interesting matchup this week. You could go with Jair Xander. You could go with a lot of guys in the secondary. But I, I picked Rudy Ford because he's kind of been that last line of defense for them. He's been that 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 guy on the back end who, who's who got a couple interceptions. Um, he, he's, you know, pretty good in, in, in pass defense. And I say pretty good, but the numbers, I mean, you just look at when he's in coverage, teams are completing 47.4% of their passes. They yeah. have a 38 passer rating. Now, he's been really really good he's been locked it up he's got seven six seven games this year where he's got at least six tackles so he's been a really good kind of last line of defense yeah. for them and he's going to need to be against jmo and and, yeah. and the guy who's coming on with that with that speed exactly uh rudy rudy ford really has been their glue piece with alexander kind of in and out of the lineup this year for sure i think top 20 pff across the board but as we've seen the last two weeks, a comfortable JMO with the playbook, with his quarterback, with the offense is creating for a better Jamison Williams, a more reliable Jamison Williams. And I mean, that 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 win doesn't happen last week without him getting wide open in the end zone. And I mean, Rudy's an athlete. Rudy's great in coverage. But when JMO is on 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 in tune with his quarterback like that, you're not going to be able to keep up with him. No, because when he turned that corner to hit that post to the pylon. It's different. There's no player in the league that's able to cover that when he's in that spot at the right time. So I just think it's hard to put a ceiling on his production when he's comfortable, confident, and as Dan Campbell says, he feels like he's one of the guys now. And I think that's been the biggest thing with Jameson Williams this year is like he's kind of felt like a side piece. Yeah. Like, I'll work him in here and there. He just feels like one of the guys now. He's getting 30-plus snaps a game. He's getting short looks, medium looks, and it's like, you know, we we've said what we have about the drops, but two weeks in a row without a drop, making big plays in the fourth quarter, and they're throwing him the ball with the game on the line. Yeah. So. He's yeah. <laughs> part of the herd. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, how, That's what that, it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's great. And, and, and it was hard because you missed so many times as a rookie, mm-hmm. right? And you're, you're away and that so hard. Now you come back at the end of the year, but they've already kind of started that run and you weren't really a part of it so much. And then you have the suspension. You've got to work your way yeah. back. But I think, I think that was an important statement by Dan Campbell that he's part of the herd, just one of the guys. And right. I, I think he's earned it too with the way that um, he stepped in there, done all the right stuff, been in the right spot. And then when you block in the run game yeah, and your yeah, teammates yeah. see that, when you <laughs> they see that Chargers play where he runs 40 yards downfield to, to make a play and get in front and get your teammate into yeah. the end zone, you garner a lot of respect in that locker room. And that's kind of what I've seen over the last few weeks. You're in that locker room with me too. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like he's kind of one of the guys now. He's a lot more comfortable and he's, he's settled in. And I think that's translating to what we see on the football field. Yeah, the quickest way to earn the trust and the love of your teammates is those high effort plays and stuff like that. Because, I mean, the guy loves football. You can say what you will about the start to his career. He loves football. He's a high effort guy. Yeah. And he's an easy to like guy in that locker room, too. And, I mean, just, you know, you just, he's never lacked confidence, but you just see the comfort. And yeah. I, I think that that really matters for him. Another guy who's really settling in here now, halfway into his yeah. rookie year, is, is Jameer Gibbs. And I think he's got a good matchup this week with, with, with Quay Walker. Quay's kind of that guy for them. You saw last week he he handled most of the work with um, uh, Chargers running back uh, Austin Eckler. Eckler, yep, Eckler thank you. Yep. <laughs> with Eckler, he was kind of that guy that they chose yeah. to kind of do that with. It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do um, with all the weapons that the Lions have because how do you – 
stop Laporta? How do you stop Amon Ross St. Brown? We just talked about Jamison Williams and what he brings in. Now you throw Jameer Gibbs into the mix. He had, what, six catches um, last week. He was a a big part of um, Detroit's passing game. He's got 95 scrimmage yards and a touchdown in four straight games. Um, (laughs) He's really stepped up and and been a big part of what they do. Um, But Quay Walker's kind of that guy for them. They're leading tackler. He handles a lot of those jobs. Maybe not a Detroit Lions fan favorite with some of the antics. (laughs) over the last couple uh, couple of years. But I think that's an important matchup because I think if you're Detroit, you look at that when you're Ben Mm -hmm. Johnson. Let's try to get the hands in Jameer in space because we saw last week, we've really seen it now for the last month and a half. When they do that, good things tend to happen. Yeah, and Ben Johnson has really known how to attack Quay Walker, winning three straight matchup against the Packers. And I mean, Quay Walker is one of those guys, I watch him play against other opponents, and then he plays against the Lions, and he looks like a different guy sometimes. Yeah. He gets a little hot. He makes those bad penalties. I mean, he is gift. I was saying he might be one of the Lions fans' favorite players. He's gifted (laughs) them with a lot of of big penalties over the last couple of matchups. But he's a really good player. He's a great athlete. He's better against the run than the pass. And I think the most important thing is you're seeing the Lions use Gibbs and Montgomery when both are healthy and available. And I think this is the week that you get Gibbs into coverage more. You get him in the passing game more. Like, you really put an emphasis on it because you can beat Quay Walker in the pass game. You know, it's interesting. Dan Campbell talked about this week about, you know, facing a team on a short week and, and kind of watching the tape and, and you know, kind of have an idea what they are, just making sure that that is the same kind of deal that, mm-hmm. that, that you see, that some of the things are similar. But... On the other side, when you're Green Bay, you look at that week four matchup, the Detroit rushed for 212 yards, 200 something, over 200 yards in that game. But if you look at how they did it, I think it was Montgomery with 32 carries for 121 yards and three touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs had eight carries for 40 yards. That was still when Jameer was kind of working his way in. They were trying to figure out what he was. I would expect those carries to be more 50-50 now, like we saw last week. And that's a big difference for Green Bay to try to prepare in a quick week because Jameer Gibbs has really become a much bigger part of this offense than he was the first time around week four yeah exactly yeah you're, you're 100 right because i remember sitting in the appleton airport arguing with every fantasy analyst on the face <laughs> of the earth that friday morning so uh, no it, it's a different offense it's an evolving offense and yeah. i mean the way that gibbs has played since montgomery's injury and since he's come back it's undeniable i mean you have to find ways to go 50 50 with those guys whether it's eight targets and eight carries for gibbs and 16 carries for montgomery i mean you have to they're they are two of the most important players on this team and i mean gibbs is just his his comfort and his burst around the corner is it's starting to different. like like i questioned <laughs> that pick at the time but now i'm like okay i see that vision like yeah. I, I see this i see what they thought in this guy like he's a true weapon but he's also a true running back at the same time and it's just man it's it's gonna they're, they're gonna be tough to defend when guys like gibbs and jmo are arrow up for an eight and two team yeah and it, it, it i think it's it bodes well for both guys speaking of gibbs and montgomery mm-hmm. that they're splitting these carries that no guy is asked to, to pound the rock for for yeah. 30 times a game i think it's going to help them in the long run you start to come to week 16 week 17 week 18 some of these guys that see 30 35 carries every game i mean that's going to wear on you i think in the long run not only is it good for this offense and and what we've seen statistically but i think it's just good for both of the individuals yeah. as well to keep them healthy humming and, and 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 impactful at the end of the year yeah we saw what happened to montgomery when he was getting 25 plus carries a game i mean those weren't like injuries that were his fault they were injuries because he was getting smacked 30 to 40 times a yeah. game a rib injury a thigh injury i mean you can only take so many helmets to those areas without an injury so it's just the fresher you can keep david montgomery the better because that's how they put games away all with right that guy 
Let's talk about the last one here. A guy I think has been playing really, really well, and and sometimes you don't see it in the box score, um, and that's Aleem McNeil, uh, the third-year defensive tackle. He's coming off a game in Chicago where he had a sack. He's got five this year, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is a new career high. I think two was his career high going in, and he's – He's going to face a runner that is definitely when you, when you talk about north and south runners, AJ Dillon is that. Uh, Lions did a terrific job containing uh, the run game in the first matchup. Part of that is because they jumped so far ahead. At, mm-hmm. Green Bay had to change some things that they had to do offensively. But Ali McNeil is kind of the centerpiece for that Lions run defense, and and AJ Dillon is going to be a guy they're going to try to establish early with that physical north south run style. Yeah, I mean. McNeil is right there with Hutchinson and Anzalone as being just the three core guys for that defense this year. I mean, he is – I really don't use this word lightly. He's playing at an elite level right now. Like, he's yeah. playing, like, one of the best all-around interior defenders right now. And, I mean, I like A.J. Dillon. He's a power back. He's a throwback back. It's hard not to like those thighs when they're running them at the goal <laughs> line like that. But – Career low, 3.5 yards per carry this year, and a lot of that is due to Aaron Jones being in and out of the lineup. I mean, you know how they're going to run A.J. Dillon at you, yeah. north and south. The Lions have been pretty good at stopping opposing running backs this year. A lot of that is with Aleem McNeil, so it's like, run at Aleem McNeil at your own risk right now. Like, seriously, yeah. he's getting pressure, and he's still the same guy that's stuffing gaps. It'll be interesting to see if they have Aaron Jones or not. Mm. If they don't, I think like to your point this run game for green bay changes a little bit it's a little less dynamic a little less big play potential i think more inside the tackles and that means more lee mcneil being right in the center (laughs) there that's good for detroit no it's been nice to see him kind of get some national recognition with these primetime games i remember coming out of that raiders game and just seeing a lot of like mike golick tweets nate tice tweets and stuff it's like all right people are paying attention because like this defense doesn't make the leaps and bounds jumps that they've made this year without that guy in the middle. I mean, that's what you want to see out of a third-year player. This yeah. this jump changes his body in the offseason to do yeah. more across the defensive line, and it translates. Yeah, I talked to him. He just said, I did that to play across, on the yeah. opposite side of the line of scrimmage more often. <laughs> He's certainly doing that. That will be a key matchup. Look, it's a short week. It's always tough for the players, but you love the mini-buy yes. afterward. Thanksgiving <laughs> is a tradition here. Those were the key takeaways. He is Ben Raven from MLive. I am Tim Twayman. We will be back with a player next. Welcome back to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And I have to say, I'm excited about this one. I have defensive tackle Benito Jones in the studio. And if you guys don't know, Benito is one of the better personalities that we have on this football team. First, let's open up with this, your style a little bit, because you made the social media airways with with the overalls and the Lions ones. And just you're you're a country guy, right? I mean, you grew up in the country. That's kind of what would you say is the Benito Jones style? Uh, my style, shoot. That's, I mean, that's pretty much my style right there, you know. Uh, yeah, that's very, you know, simple right there. That's all I do. I don't, I don't dress up. I ain't too fancy. I'm just an old country boy. It seems like that fits here a little bit, like lunch pail, hard work. You know, wake up early, go to bed late. I mean, does does this does this city does I, I know you're a country guy, a southern guy, but but that mentality, that Detroit style, seems to fit what you do. Are you a good fit here? Yeah, I think I'm a great fit here. Uh, you know, it's just the, the mindset. I think you know the organization is we having right now. It's all about hard work and 
being dedicated to what we're doing right now. And, you know, that's just one week at a time and just being relentless on what we're doing. Speaking of of relentless and, and getting it done, you guys showed last week against the Bears that you can win in a lot of different ways. Um, just how important is that, Benito? Um, you had a shootout the week before. This one, you, you don't play your best ball, but you still win. Is that important for a team to 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 show itself that it can win in a lot of different ways? Because it is a week to week league, and you're going to have to win games like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's very important, you know. Uh, as a team, you know, we, we didn't want to be in that position. You know, we, we would have liked to just, you know, won that game without any, you know, second chances, third chance of trying to win that game. And, um, you know, we, we had a few adversities and, you know, we just stayed together as a team because we, we knew what we were capable of doing. And, you know, just <clears throat> just uh, that game, you know, that, that game just showed a lot that, you know, we just, you know, going to compete to the you know last second on the clock. You got a bunch of defensive stops in that game. Uh, just how how much is that defensive line coming together and you guys playing a lot better? Well, you've been terrific all year against the run. Hutch was able to end it. Like I said, you had those big stops. Just that, that front seems to be coming together. Aleem's playing really good ball right now. You're playing good ball. It, it, do you guys sense that it's kind of coming all together right now? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we up front, you know, we take care of each other. You know, we we want to stop and run, rush the passer, and you know, Mac doing really well and rushing him and uh, uh, Hutch, and uh, like you know, we 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 playing really good ball up front uh, collectively, and you know, we just trying to get after the quarterback. What do you say is your strength? What do you bring to the table up front, and how does your skill set mix in well with with Hutch and and Aleem and some of the other guys on the other side on the edge? Well, you know, especially in the run, you know, this being a double team, you know, big guy like me, you know, they, one person, you know, they're going to be in a little trouble and try to block me. So, you know, try to get him one-on-one blocks and, you know, how fast Hutch and Aleem and uh, Pascal is on the edges. So, you know, just try to get him, uh, eliminate most double teams we can. You're the guy that does some a lot of the dirty work, huh? And that just kind of fits, right? I see you got to wear a hard hat. <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about off the field because I, I think it's very interesting. You grew up, like I said, down south. Um, you have a trucking company, right? I mean, you have nine to five farms, um, which is huge. I mean, you buy cows and stuff like that. I mean, just tell me a little bit about what you do in the off season and and how much that's a passion of yours oh i mean my off season you know when i when i get back home you know, i, I want to be around my kids and um but you know i drive a truck when i'm home um but you know that, that's a big passion you know i know I, I love to work on the field but when i when i get off the field i don't worry about the field no more i try to worry about the things that I love to do away from the field. And, you know, that's farming and being a father and being around my family. And, um, you know, just, you know, actually just seeing myself, um, like running my own business one day, you know, I never saw that coming. Yeah. And um, I always saw my dad, he drove a truck, a log truck as well. And uh, I always, you know, watched him do it. Yeah. I didn't never wanted to do it. I just wanted to hunt. And um yeah, he passed away my freshman year in college and 
I just, you know, the things he had I always wanted, I got them now. I made yeah. sure I had them. Uh, I got them. And um, that's like, you know, tractors with cabs. And uh, we couldn't afford cab tractors at the time. So I got, you know, I bought a cab tractor, new, new dually trucks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> and that, that kind of stuff right there just drives me to like, you know, show my father, you know, he'll be proud of me, you know, for like doing what, you what know, we always talked about. Your way of paying it forward a little bit. That's it. Um, how much is is that 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 lifestyle that off the field stuff so important to you to give you just a little bit of balance too and to get away you know and, and have the peace of mind of football here you're here every day right it's grind it's 18 weeks it's all about ball but you got to have kind of that thing that you do that you can get away from the game recharge the batteries a little bit is that the way that you re recharge a little bit yeah like you know uh, Thursday games, you get to go home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I, I make sure I go back home and I enjoy my family, my yeah. time. And that right there, like, brings, you know, football to like a just the end for a second. You know, just get it off my mind just for, you know, a little while. Cause, like, you know, you burn yourself out on it. You know, you're, you know, you'll be in a dark place. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just try to balance it well. Anytime I get, you know, I try to go back home, be around my family and my kids. How old the kids? How old? How old? Six and five. Six and five. So that's a good age. So now they're just starting to get into sports, doing some of those things. Are they uh, they football players? No, my Athletes. little girl, she plays softball. My little boy plays football. Well, football and softball? All right, I want to talk about four field a little bit and just what that atmosphere has been like. It It's going to be crazy on Thursday again, like it has been. These fans have been traveling. Just how much of a home field advantage does that give you guys? And, and do you talk about that amongst yourselves a little bit when you start to look at the bigger picture in the NFC and wanting to, you know, play games at Ford Field because of that advantage? Oh, um, I think we got a heck of a crowd, you know. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie. You know, it brings chills over me. Uh, I, you know, you know, Ford Field is like a, you know, it's a really good atmosphere. The fans, like the DJ, he keep you into the game. Like you know, it's just never a dull moment. You know, and you know, just just playing in Ford Field. You know, it just, you know, it, it'll be a good one. And then you know, it's a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. So yeah. you know, everybody gonna be full of dressing in turkey to be watching the game how loud does it really get on on the field because you play defense obviously right. so i mean it's at its peak just could you maybe put it into words just how deafening it might get when you're fourth quarter of a close game against chicago you guys are down by five points you need that stop just how loud that was with two some minutes left on sunday uh that stop, like the stop that we had when they had the ball like two minutes and when we were still down, like that stop was loud, but the stop that was like really, really caught my eye that game when Hutch had his uh, script sack. Oh, yeah. And then turned it into a safety. Yeah, that, that thing was rocking. So do we have – when when Benito strips the ball, Benito gets a big sack, you score a touchdown, do you have something – in mind, some kind of celebration, some yeah, kind of I'm, dance. Do you do? I'm probably looking for an album upon depending on how far <laughs> I got to run to the touchdown. 
<laughs> that is such a Benito answer. Green Bay on Thursday, um, playing a little bit better ball of late. Offensively, they've been pretty explosive with some big plays. Dan talked about that being important this week. Just your preparation on a short week for them and the challenge that they pose on Thursday. Um, you know, but we, you know, what we got to do is just rest our bodies mentally and physically. You know, just be locked in on small things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, it's going to be a good game Thursday. Uh, Green Bay playing really well. Uh, the quarterback, he's, he's a really good athlete, and he can beat you with his legs. You know, you just got to keep him contained, and they're making good plays. Well, it should be a fun one. Happy Thanksgiving to you, to your family. I know you get to go home afterward. You're enjoying that. Get to get away a little bit. Hopefully you're getting away at 9-2 and two with a big, big win. Benito, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate yes, sir. you. Thank you.